What happens at laser tag never stays at laser tag. Laser. Laser unfocused tag talk. Laser unfocused tag talk. I feel like you could be like in Ghostbusters or something. Like oh my god, you have got some stories. Let's talk about laser tag. Who knew you were a laser tag legend? Time to get laser unfocused. Tag talk with Tivia. Welcome to Laser Unfocused Tag Talk. Hi, I'm Tivia. Laser Storm players have one of the oldest continuously running tournament scenes, and as planning for nationals gets underway, there appears to be no end in sight for the enthusiasm. I'd like to welcome my guest today from the Laser Storm tournament scene. I've got Tyler Carmen, who is this year's Laser Storm Nationals Tournament Manager, and Rochelle Gillen, who is the Kelly to... <laughs> is organizing <laughs> and that seems like as good a title as any so welcome to both of you thank you so much for being with me here today thanks for having us thanks for having us and it's because kelly it's just such an honor to compare myself to her in any way that's why i say i'm the kelly to tyler's greg <laughs> yes no every tournament needs a, a great helper uh manager um organizer team to uh, make things happen because no man is an island and i know that there's a very good strong supportive uh, scene around laser storm and i'd love to talk with you a little bit about it because you both have been involved for quite some time so first of all could you each give me a little bit of an overview of your laser tag background and your involvement in the laser storm competitive scene tyler do you want to go first or should i whatever you want i can go first go for it all right, so I've been playing for, wow, it's been quite a while. I think I've been started 2011. I started playing Storm. Um, I actually worked at Laser Storm in Robinson, Extreme mm -hmm. Laser Storm, when they opened up. So I started working before I started playing, which is weird, but it's cool. Um, other than that, I, I I played leagues, and then I hopped into the whole regionals and national scene that we have for Laser Storm. And then, make things short, the last one or two years, I've actually stepped in and contributed to helping trying to run nationals and help everything out. Instead of being like a huge competitor, I'd like to actually run and get everything organized. Terrific. And how about yeah, you? And I, I just counted in my head because I forgot to before we started. I am coming up on 20 years. Oh, my <laughs> wow. goodness. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So I and I, um, I cry like half the time that I say this because it's meaningful <laughs> to me. So bear with me if, if waterworks start. But um, it was about 2004 or 2005 when uh, my cool friend Amanda Mater said hey do you want to come with me to my parents store after school and hang out and I did not know that that meant laser storm Pittsburgh um but I went and randomly one day and I about never left um I um I immediately found a really strong sense of um community in the people that were playing at the time and many like Tyler who have joined since um and so for me you know given that I've been spent I have spent more than half of my life doing this at this point for me. It's it's really like a family to me. Um, so um, that's kind of just been my concentration over the years, the people and um, my, my home story again was LSP. I've since moved to Ohio. So I'm, I'm more on the skyway end these days, but um, historically I've 
I've played leagues at LSP for a long number of years. Um, I ended up getting into the multi-system side in about 2011, around the time Tyler started playing Storm, um, and played that a bit sporadically. Um, and But mainly, my system has been Storm over the years, and, and it's the only one that I would admit to having any type of skill in. <laughs> <laughs> and Tyler, are you a multi-system player also? Or just I've, I'm mainly just Storm. I've played, I think now, two Armageddons, which I wish I played sooner than I have. And everybody tried getting me to play Armageddon. And I always was just like, nah, I'll play it one day. And I regret it. I wish I played sooner than I did. But I'm playing now. So, And the only other system I've really played is, I think, Zone. Other than that, it's been Storm. Okay. Well, you've got a little bit of experience outside of a storm world, even though that's your your primary system. So I'd love to hear what it is that you really love about storm and what makes it a different experience to you from the other systems of laser tag that are out there. So it's weird going from when you play storm for so long and then you finally venture off to the other systems, you actually see like all the other how the systems work and everything. But after, because Storm's different with, we have divided sides. And I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure we're the only system that has a divided side for each team. Mm -hmm. And I think that's more of a, more of a, like a competitive strategic way of how teams can play a game than having an open arena. And I'm, that's one thing that caught my eye with Storm and just what keeps me playing is the whole strategic and we have different arenas every time we play, every arena we go to for tournaments, it's always different. And that's one thing that I love about Storm. Well, and I would also think because the arenas can move their barriers, even the experiences at the same arenas could be different. Yep. That's and one of my favorite things about Storm, too, because literally, like, I remember we'd be in high school and we'd be like, we're bored. Let's just change three barriers. And then it's a completely different experience. We have a new game, you know, um, it's I. Yeah, my answer is totally the same as yours, Tyler. I don't mean to be a copycat. <laughs> so maybe you could speak a little bit to how the equipment is different and plays differently from other systems. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, um, I think for me playing so much as a defensive player for so long in storm, um, like the, the first time I turned around and there was someone on the other team who was close enough to touch me, I didn't understand. Like I ran away. <laughs> I think it, it just is so different knowing that, you know, you can get into that true kind of like dogfight situation and, and you don't have this like pretend glass wall between you and the other person. Um, and then to the headsets, right? Um, and anyone can correct me if I'm wrong. I think other than Photon, that's pretty unique to Laser Storm, and we don't have Photon anymore. So, um, you know, going from two tiny sensors at the front and back, longtime listeners have already heard this explanation. Your small sensors at the front and back of the headset here, right, versus your whole chest and whole shoulders, you get this feeling that you're just exposed, you know, coming coming in from such, um, you know, a, a small point to hit versus like your whole chest. I find it in a way somewhat comparable to some tactical tag where they use the uh, the headband sensors because I, True. coming from a more traditional background, I expect 
for my sensors in the uh, chest and the shoulders to be what I've got to protect when I hide behind. But boy, when you peek out, there's no peeking out. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and tactical arguably is harder too, because those are, you know, at least you've got on the side and you can peek around, you know, the side of your face on a barrier, but with them on your forehead like that, there's, there's really no hiding. I forgot about those headbands. <laughs> so it is a lot different, but it, it clearly has garnered a really loyal following. I mean, Laser Storm has one of the longest running competitive scenes. In spite of having statistically fewer locations, I have observed there's a whole lot of system loyalty. So I'd love to talk about, you know, where you're getting your participation for the nationals that have been going on for so long. So how many sites do you typically pull from for your tournament participation and how many teams are you anticipating for this? Oh, what do we have? Let's see. We usually have, we have the PA people. We get the Ohio people. We got Utah. I'm pretty sure Michigan. And if wrong, I think Colorado. Mm -hmm. I think so that's you really are getting from a wide spectrum of the country. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, for a lot of years, the, the hub was the Ohio PA area. Um, uh, he'll have to forgive me, uh, Brett. Uh, he runs Laser Assault. He's over-associated with them out in Provo, Utah. They opened a few years ago. I don't remember exactly how long, but... Um, Brett and Aaron, uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. as far as I'm aware, until then, really, it was, you know, Dan Baker's store out in Robinson for a while, and you've got Laser Storm Pittsburgh, on McKnight Road there, run by the Maters, and then you've got um, Skyway, which is run by George Raptus. And I think their leadership is a huge reason why people keep coming back. <laughs> Absolutely. And I know, I think it was last year, maybe the year before, uh, there was a site in Minnesota, too, where you played? Last year. Last mm -hmm. year. Yep. So it, it's very cool to see how you... Uh, float around and get participation from all these different places. And so uh, I have never been to a Storm Nationals. I would love to know what do people expect? I mean, what kind of location are you going to? What are the formats? What are your side activities? Tell me about the event. Well, we'll tell you registration's opening soon. So this is your opportunity for your first Nats this year. I hope we see you there. <laughs> Um, we're, we're actually headed to a new site this year as well. Um, it's called Family Bowlaway. It's over in Butler, PA, which actually isn't too far. It's a little bit in between Skyway and LSD, to be honest. Um, and we're really excited to have another new place to go. Um, and I'm going to defer to you, Tyler, on any additional detail on that. <laughs> so, okay. so, so format-wise, we'll go towards the format, but... We do, it's a four, four, five day event. Well, technically it's five, but it's the first day is usually like the captain's meeting, the arena change, make sure everything's good. And then the first day we usually run a whole mixer event. So it's just, we do different teams, different formats, fun events or fun game modes, just so people can play with different people. And we can just test out the arena, make sure everything's good for the actual competition part and then after the mixer we always do a top gun which is one of the few events that i look forward to at nationals is where we it's one big game of usually up to 20 to 30 people depending who shows up and it comes down and it just keeps eliminating eliminating people until you get down to a 1v1 and then you crown the top gun winner 
Uh, is that a solo competition? Yes. Okay. It, it works a lot like your tag for a cause, actually. Um, oh. Basically, game after game, cutting out the bottom half, top half moves on to the next round. Gotcha. I, I got to say, I love Top Gun, too. My One of my proudest accomplishments is coming in top six. <laughs> <laughs> then after Top Gun, we, have, we do a double round robin. We'll do Fridays one round robin, Saturdays another round robin for the whole seating purpose. And then Sunday is our double elimination to figure out the whole winner of the whole national tournament. Very good. And how many players on a team? It is 5v5. So there's five people on a team. And recently we had, let's say, average of five to seven teams for nationals the last couple of years, mm-hmm. which has been pretty good. I know for a while it was we were down to like four or five because we've we were hitting like a slow range of teams coming to the nationals, but it looks like we're starting to get more teams here. So hopefully we can reach up to like the eight mark because that would be nice. I've seen that happen once. We can see it again. (laughs) We definitely can. Now, how does a player get involved with this kind of competition? Well, one thing that's really great for those of those who are local to any of the sites we've mentioned is the local leagues play. Um, I think all well, Skyway, it's not such a competitive situation as more of a, a weekly go round. But um, I know LSP and Provo both have leagues every week. Um, and and that's really great. At least, I can't speak to the format out in Utah, but at LSP, they do like a snake draft. So Usually at least one person on every team is a brand new player, but you've got a mix of all skill levels. So you're learning a lot and, you know, you have people to learn from on your team who can coach you and kind of bring you up to then get introduced to that higher level of play at our regional or national level. So I've observed from the uh, couple of regional events that I have been in attendance at that you have a lot of loyalty and you have a pretty good turnout at this. So I'd love to know what it is that keeps you both interested and what do you think keeps other players interested in both the laser storm scene and the tournaments? Um, you've both been around this for so long. What what brings you back time and time again? In the beginning for me, it was it was always the competitiveness of laser storm that was just it kept bringing me back and wanting to just get better because i for me it was always just wanting to be one of the top people that would play storm that was that would that's what i would say like earlier when i started playing but now it's just going and hanging out with people still want to be competitive about the whole thing but just the whole community that we have for storm is an awesome community just to hang out and just play some tag and have fun awesome yeah for me the i mean you know starting back when i started it was a lot about um it's where my friends were you know i i instantly connected with um quite a few people who were playing at the time and i i don't know what life would look like without laser tag and I don't want to know (laughs) you know it's it's family it's friends and and for me like it's only more recently that I'm like oh I you know I actually want to work really hard at this like I've always been here for the fun and the enjoyment but lately I've I've had a taste of some interesting tournaments and now I'm I'm ready to get more competitive (laughs) 
Well, and I think both of those answers feed right into my question about, you know, how do you feel that these tournaments contribute to making and building a really thriving player community? Because I've I've seen you come out with, you know, very strong numbers for these events. So that speaks very well to your community. Yeah, I think that just the fact that we have very regular tournaments, you know, and I, I don't know a whole lot about what the other systems do, but we regionals is almost every month of the year. So I think we have this sort of sense of consistency, you know, they're usually the same time, you know, people expect when they'll be. Um, and, and I think that that helps a lot. But Armageddon, too, I think is a really important factor in all of our scenes. Like I that that connection and that glue that's introducing like Tyler and I just played our first zone tournament this year that never would have happened without Armageddon you know um I, I really think that it helps kind of that cross system um you know bringing people into different scenes and and getting the word out um I think it's really great not much to add to that but yeah I mean every time we see a new player because it's I don't want to say it's hard for new players to come up and storm recently but every time we get a new player anymore it's you want to make sure they stay and make sure you involve them in any way and not run people away because the more people, the better. So, I mean, she explained it pretty well, so there's not much to add to that. Thank you. I agree, Tyler. <laughs> I think we're a very welcoming community. Yes. <laughs> Well, and I would agree with that. And I'm going to speak as an outsider who's been to a couple of your events, uh, both running Tag for a Cause, but also participating. I think the first time that I was at one of your events, which might have been a regional, uh, I believe I jumped in at the last minute and, uh, you know, just kind of went in for fun, not even knowing I was going to be playing. And then <laughs> the next time that I was out at Skyway, they had a draft tournament, which I think is a great idea because for for people who come from outside the scene, say Armageddon players or people who, you know, have interest but just don't have a, a site near them, I think the idea of having a welcoming event where you don't have to be pre-placed on a team makes it a lot easier easier for somebody to just kind of drive in solo and say, oh, what's this about? And, you know, have a good time with it. So to that end, I'd also love to know what you both see um, in competition or just in general as the pros and cons of laser tag events that have either fixed teams or draft teams or solo competitions. How does that vary up the experience, you think? Oh, that's a rough one. Yeah, I, I mean, the variety, right? Like, like the fact that there is variety, I think is what's best. Because um, everybody does have their own preferences. Some people always like a draft, some people hate drafts, you know. Um, so I think all of us being open and willing to maybe play a format that we're not as favoriting, you know, um, just because our cohorts love to play it too. Like that, that, I don't know, that helps us all have a great time. Do you have drafts very often? Not a ton. I, I feel like every couple of years we do a draft, whether it's a regional tournament or like a side event. I, Tyler, what do you think? Is that on point? I'll say recently it's been once, maybe twice we do a year for <laughs> a draft. I don't think we've done, I forget the last time we even done a draft. Well, and we're, we're such a close community, too. It's pretty easy to gain, like, or garner interest, right? Like, sometimes we just say, what do you guys want to see this year, you know? Or, or we kind of just get a sense of what the, you know, regular teams are feeling and, and take action accordingly. Well, 
Now, a lot of times I hear from laser tag owners who want to try and get a league going or a tournament scene, and they don't really know where to begin. And I think uh, from your perspective, both as you know, having backgrounds in the organizational end and as players, you've got a, a unique vantage point on that. So what advice would you give to somebody who wants to either join the scene on a competitive level uh, as far as running an event or even even to just other systems that just don't know where to even begin? What what advice would you give to somebody who wants to coordinate a competitive tournament or laser tag event? Something on the along the lines of start small, because I know I'm taking my experience when Extreme Laser Storm and Robinson was just starting out when they opened. They did the, they had a fire till you tire. It was a 10 to 12 special. It's a two hour special. And when I first started going there, there was a decent amount of people that used to play those specials. And then it used to just turn into, that's when all the members used to go and play. So if you start somehow collecting a community of just specials on nights like that, and then that could lead up to turning into league signups. And that's when you can really just grow from there. Mm -hmm. I think too, finding our communities, um, right? Like if I heard that there was a force opening up down the street, I'd be there, right? Like I, I think that if, you know, it's pretty easy to find our US Armageddon group and our laser storm tournament scene group and our zone, whatever, and, you know, just reach out and join the group, say, hey, I'm looking to do stuff. Here's where I'm located. I mean, our, our multi-system scene is large enough. Even the storm scene is large enough that there's people everywhere. Um, so you never know what kind of laser tag players you've already got in hand in your area. Mm-hmm. Now, you've, you've been in this situation where you've got a lot of longtime players, it sounds like. And uh, again, Storm has had a very long running competitive scene. Uh, but with having statistically fewer sites, what do you think that means for the future of competitive laser tag in Laser Storm going forward? Do you see this continuing to grow because of the enthusiasm? I very much hope so. No, I really do. I, <laughs> and listen, if you know me, you know I'm an optimist, but I don't. I, we're never going to quit. I, <laughs> Knock on wood. We'll always have the core group that's going to keep pushing and hopefully thriving to keep this community going. And I know it can be at times where it seems like it's just, oh, here we have our core people and we're not growing. But hopefully with actually our new store opening up in Butler, hopefully this can gain a, another community and more people and just grow into something more instead of laser storm crumbling down which we don't want to see we have a lot of people who put their hearts into it for sure you know we find a way <laughs> yep very good so this is a new store a new location that's just opened it's a bowling alley that's been there for quite a long time and i know they had laser storm out there a while ago i forget when they were open and when they closed but it's a brand new arena that they just set up and just got open. So I know they were there before. I just, I don't know all the details on it. Excellent. I'd be intrigued to check that out. 
Oh, so, and our let me shout out to our national dates. It's going to be August 14th to August 18th this year. So I think I mentioned earlier, registration isn't open quite yet, but we'll be communicating that out on the Laser Storm Tournament Team Facebook page as soon as it's available. That's terrific. Now, with all the time that you've both spent in the Laser Storm scene, I'm sure you've had some unusual experiences, whether at tournaments or just at uh, Tag Night in general. So tell me some stories. What are some of your interesting adventures in Laser Tag? Oh, boy. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's unusual, but I think it was like my second Nationals or something. I was refing a game. And this is when I was newer, just starting to get into the scene and like the community of everything. And I remember refing a game and it was like the top two teams of the tournament going head to head in a very tight match. And one of the refs was not calling like the penalties that you get called for. And I remember the one guy literally told him to leave the arena and get another ref in there. And I'm just sitting there as like a new player, like, I don't want to be in this arena anymore. <laughs> but that was, it's just one of those things where you laugh about it and it just, you look at it and it's just, it's funny to speak back on. There's reasons it's harder to find a pod ref than a sidewall <laughs> ref. <laughs> yep. Mine that came immediately to mind was honestly one of the most stressful situations I had had to date in my life. Um, we it was Michigan. Um, I don't remember what year was that. Twenty eighteen or nineteen? We were up in Michigan, like near Michigan was. I think sixteen or seven. Oh, sixteen. Okay, so way way prior. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um. Yeah. So my brakes gave out the night oh, before God. the tournament was to end, and I was supposed to take you know me and a probably a car full of people back home. Um, and I couldn't leave. Um, and it was a Sunday. So, you know, no shops are open. Right. Um, so I was struggling figuring out what I was going to do. I didn't have anyone to care for my pets back home. They were running out of food. Um, and us also, how was I going to get home? And it was clueless and rave who stepped up and took my keys and literally went to my house on their way home to make sure my pets were taken care of. Aww. And then Danny Condren, Llama, Master Hand, he's got a few names, stayed with me in Michigan, um, like just to make sure in case my car never came back alive that I could get home. And like, you know, we were talking about community and heart. Like that's, that's a really great example of just people helping each other out and, um, you know, that it was a very unusual experience, but we were also right near Frankenmuth, Michigan. So that was really cool because I think we spent the entire day playing Pokemon Go while we were waiting for <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's how you make lemons out of lemonade, right? Or exactly. Other and way around, you know. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Well, uh, Definitely some interesting things go on in tag, but I'd also love to know what is your favorite laser tag memory? I got mine off the top of my head. Okay. <laughs> so favorite laser tag memory, it honestly has to be my first nationals win, which was, I don't even know this off the top of my head, which is pretty sad. Which, which year was that? It was 2019 in Ohio, so Skyway. It was just after trying to do it for 
how long you play and the finally win a nationals is probably one of the greatest feelings in laser tag. And it's just that accomplishment that you work for. And that's probably the greatest accomplishment so far. Congratulations. That's great. Thank you. Uh, I, it's hard to pick. It's so hard to pick. Um, <laughs> I was going to talk about my second place Nats, but that's going to make a lot of people mad. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I want to hear a story. <laughs> we, um, I, it was a throw together team as many of my teams have been over the years. And we had, um, oh gosh, it was, I hope I get this right. I, it was Skeletor, PFM, the Phantom, me and Cloud. And we were very much not the favorite to win. Uh, I believe we did not win a single game in our round robin. Um, I think this was at XLS because there was a 90 degree turn in the pod run. And we decided during the double elimination to post our entire team on two barriers. Keep in mind, the Phantom is probably more than six feet tall. Um, so we are all crouched down, all five of us, on two barriers, and ultimately that led us to a second place Nats trophy. And frankly, did we really win? Yeah, we did. But <laughs> <laughs> it was just one of those ridiculous moments that never should have happened. You know, um, it, it just, we had this weird idea and the other team didn't expect it and it turned out in our favor. But talk about unusual moments. <laughs> well that puts me in time in mind of a time that i ended up mentoring some young girls in an event where um didn't win the whole thing but they did at least take one round beating the big strong crossfit team and <laughs> watching those girls reaction to that priceless priceless so some of those moments are just sweet because they're just sweet <laughs> You yep. gotta love the yep. underdog, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, great stories and lots more memories to be made. And I am excited to uh, see how things play out in this new location for you and uh, the upcoming Nats in August. So um, I hope people will be signing up and building more teams for you. And I love to end my podcast with a little bit of rapid fire tag talk. Quick questions to you, quick answers back. But my rule when there's more than one person on the line is that you can't share the same answer. You've got to come up with something different. So, oh man. <laughs> so, dibs on that whoever wants to answer the time's going first, right? <laughs> you do you any way you want. Cool. My first one's an easy one. What's your favorite arena? Oh, Skyway. I'm biased because I painted XLS. some of it. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to make it harder. Other than your home arena, what would you say is your next favorite arena? Oof. Oh, Quasar Berry Island. Okay. That's a whale. I haven't played that many, so that's hard. Oh, um, I like the, the Michigan arena we played at, actually. Very small arena, but I like that one. Okay. That was a good one. Very good. What is the coolest place you've ever traveled to to play laser tag? Probably the UK for me. That <laughs> you have me beat on this one. <laughs> it would either be probably have to say it'd have to be New York for the whole Armageddon that we just played last year, for me at least. Very good. 
I love New York. Donation. <laughs> Who is the coolest person you've ever met through laser tag? Oh, Havoc. I'm back. <laughs> my boyfriend. <laughs> I you'd give that answer. I'm pretty sure he gave the answer back to you when I interviewed him. So, <laughs> so hers was easy. <laughs> what about you, Tyler? Got to watch how I answer this one. Hmm. <laughs> the coolest. I can't think. I, that's like a hard one to say just one person. Uh, Fair. Can I skip this question? <laughs> sure. You can take a pass. <laughs> we'll move on to one I'm pretty sure you've got an answer for. What's your favorite prize or souvenir that you've won through laser tag? I'm going to say my nationals, but other That's than what that, I figured you would, might say. <laughs> other than that, it would be my second place Armageddon for my first Armageddon that I played. Nice. I think it's for me, my golds from US, UK in the same year. I did not in any of my wildest dreams think that I could be part of something like that. And that was pretty, pretty darn cool. That's great. And congratulations to you both on those uh, <laughs> nice accomplishments. Now, what's your favorite energy drink to keep you on the move? White Monster. <laughs> uh, Red Bull. Okay. And what's your favorite brand of we never run in the arena shoes? I always wear Nike, so. I'd have to go with Nike. I only wear DCs, which I've gotten <laughs> some judgment for, but here we are. <laughs> awesome. Very nice. And any final thoughts either of you want to share? Um, I wanted to give a quick shout out, if that's okay. Sure. Um, so I just wanted to point out something that I really love, uh, especially lately in our, our our laser storm scene, but outside of it, just laser tag in general is all of this like non um, center events that have been going on, right? Like we've got your podcast, which is amazing. I always look forward to it. We've got the resupply on Twitch. We've got George Raptus, GE Raptus on Twitch streaming all the time. Um, most recently we've got Chachi over in the laser storm community. Um, um, Painful Truth Gaming, I think, is his YouTube yes. channel. He just started it. Um, you've got Laser Sports Academy in the Zone community. I'll end there. I'm sure there's more. But I just wanted to thank everybody who does all of those things because it's just really cool. Someone who has struggled with confidence in my own game over the years, it's really cool to be able to like have this avenue to hear from players in all different systems. And I'm just really grateful for that. Awesome. I mean, other than that, I was just going to say, if anybody wants to come play Storm, just don't be afraid. Just come on down. We're welcome community. I know a bunch of us as Storm are branching out to other systems and trying to play a bunch of other systems. And we're going to be trying to do that. But other than that, just come play some Storm. We have our nationals coming up. Hopefully we can see some outside teams that don't play Storm come down and play. And yeah, that's about it. Excellent. Well, I want to thank both of you for taking some time to talk with me about your upcoming Laser Storm Nationals and all your experiences in laser tag. So those are my guests, Tyler Carmen and Rochelle Gillen. Thank you so much to both of you for being here today. Thank you thank for having you. us. Thanks for checking out this episode of Laser Unfocused Tag Talk. Listen for more episodes on the first and third Friday of each month. Want to be a guest on an upcoming episode? 
Find out more and follow my blog and website at TiviaChickLovesLaserTag.com. <laughs>